Titus. How you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I feel like, what time did I get here today? Uh, 3 o'clock, 3.30? No, about 4, four? o'clock. Yeah, closer to it's 4. It's okay. It, so not much time has passed. I feel like I've been here for like six hours. We've been hanging for about two and a half, three hours. We were hours, hanging, yeah. chatting. We recorded uh, some music. Yeah, a little bit of guitar solos. And uh, we talked about um, hot sauces. We did. And Godzilla, as always, and King Kong. Did we talk about no? I like King Kong though. Godzilla versus Kong. Godzilla X Kong. I'm rap ready for it. I mm. hear like people are saying they're trying to sell the shit out of this movie, but I'm I'm still gonna fucking buy it. They're like, there's at least there's a, there's a 30 minute scene of just monsters fucking each other up and no humans. I really thought you were taking that in as a 30 minute sequence of just monsters fucking. I'll take that too. Would you? Godzilla and fucking Mothma. Mothma? Fucking is it Mothma? Other. Is it Mothra? Mothra. Mothma. What's Mothma? I don't know. We're not looking it up. <laughs> is it? Oh, oh, wait, no. Isn't Mothma the one that, like, told everybody about the fucking people who died getting oh, the Mon Death Mothma. Star? Mon yeah. Mothma. Yes, Mon Mothma. So it's Mo- Mantra? Yeah. Is, no, Mothra. Mothma. Mo- Mothra is the moth. Mon Mothma is Mon Mothma is the one that like says ran many Bothans died many Both yeah that one to bring us this information oh, yes Godzilla Moth Mothra yeah it's that's Mothra. what I was saying sorry yeah. I and Mon Mothma is I'm not a real Godzilla fan I'm not a real Star Wars fan I guess I didn't know Mon Mothma <laughs> it's pretty sad when Disney is relying yeah. on Mon Mothma to sell their new Star Wars shows did you know Mon Mothma ev- isn't it and, uh, and you're like, oh, now. that one character back in the cocaine 80s. Uh, speaking of cocaine 80s, Mario, let's let's get into it. Mario, welcome to Connery Curious. The podcast where each week me and Dylan Titus go through every single film in the filmography of Sir Sean Connery. And today we're going back to the 80s because today, Dylan, what are we watching? Oh my God, Mario, today we're watching Highlander. Something, uh, one of the most anticipated movies I think that could be covered here. Highlander is a 1986 fantasy action-adventure film directed by Russell Mulcahy from a screenplay by Gregory Wyden. It stars Christopher Lambert. Is it Lambert or Lambert? I've heard both. Roxanne Hart, Clancy Brown, and Sean Connery. The film chronicles the climax of an age-old war between immortal warriors depicted through interwoven past and present-day storylines. It is the first film in the Highlander franchise. One question going into this. I guess we'll talk about it again in the scores, but this because it's in my mind now. I want to let it out there. Does this make you want to watch more Highlander movies? So according to this Wikipedia page here, we've got Highlander, Highlander 2, 3, The Sorcerer. Oh, sorry. Highlander 2, The Quickening. Highlander 3, The Sorcerer. Then 4 is Endgame. 5 is The Search for Vengeance. And 6 is The Source. Wait, is one called Endgame? Yes. Holy and shit. And it's not the end. Then we have the television series, which had six seasons, the animated series, and then a television series called The Raven, which is a spinoff of Highlander, the series. 
we have comics highlander and the way of the sword we have a vid- video games highlander the last of them clouds and the game so three video games what yeah well, what systems uh so the first one is highlander uh Published for the ZX Spectrum Commodore 64 and Amstrad oh, CPC home, home computer. Then the second one is The Last of the McClouds, an action-adventure game for the Atari Jaguar. Oh, exclusively dude. for the Atari Jaguar. Dude, and imagine then, a AAA PS5 exclusive Highlander game. That'd be insane. Well, Highlander the Game is a canceled action role-playing game based on the Highlander franchise. It was published... It was to be published by an RPG. by Square Dope. Enix for Windows, PS3, and Xbox 360. No way! It was announced in January 2008 and canceled in 2010. Bruh, I would have tried that. That could have been a great uh, piece of content for us to do. We could have played the Highlander game. Uh, I don't know if I want to play it. Uh, it doesn't look like it has Sean Connery in it either, though. No, the one that didn't exist, the one that we're going to make. It would have been cool to cover that. Oh, that's what I was talking about. Oh. I that's wonder if this... Maybe, maybe this that's why ever, it fails, because they're like, God, we can't do it without Connery. Well, this is what the Commodore 64 one <laughs> looks like. Oh, yeah, it's Connery on the right, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so, with his hat. Uh, so, yeah, so this is a a vast franchise, and... Uh, and this is the one that started them all. So your question was, does this make me want to watch more of them? I mean, we do have to watch another one, which is the second one. Oh, Mario, I did a little bit of research today. We're going to talk about the second one. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about it. No, I don't really want to watch more of these. I mean, yes, I kind of do, but I also don't want to. I have a feeling like as soon as I dig into them, I'll immediately regret it. Mm. You know what I mean? Understandable. How about you? Does it make you want to watch more? It makes me c- curious, Connery curious, because... When I found out this is a franchise, I was like, it's got to have some kind of fan base that they kept making these and making different versions of them. And mm. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I wonder, it's kind of the conversation we had about Dragonheart where we're, we were kind of curious about seeing those other films, even though they don't have Connery in them. Mm. Uh, but it makes you wonder like what other versions uh, are like, if they're more advanced, especially in the later years because it's an interesting concept for a film I don't know if I'd want to watch any of them out I have a feeling it wouldn't be my kind of franchise but outside of the franchise let's just talk about this as a movie because this is my kind of movie 100% this is my kind of movie but I have a feeling that that wouldn't carry over to the rest of the franchise. Mm. Now, was Connery a factor, or was it just, like, in general, just the aesthetic? What attracted you to this film? Well... I'm assuming you liked it. I'm I'm gonna... First, I'm gonna... Yes, a lot of things I liked about this film. We'll get into that in our discussion. But I have a feeling that I wouldn't like the franchise, because I was reading about the second one, and how things evolve and how it evolves the franchise and I don't know if I'd want to watch past two in fact Mario I'm just going to spoil it now 
Highlander 2 is on the list of worst movies ever made. Really? Yes. According to Wikipedia, this According great movie, to Wikipedia. a great, uh, great site about worst movies ever made. Um, but also underneath that was the Avengers. <laughs> uh, so we've got oh, really? yeah, two Conneries next to each other. But yeah, so even it is regarded as one of the worst films ever made. You think it's worse than? I mean, I know we love it, but Sword of Valiant probably will be. You think it's worse? Yes. Well, we will get into why later. Uh, I'll I'll talk about it later once we get more into the okay the movie. Um, but so, are you getting at? We shouldn't cover it still, or are you no? Still, we're totally doing. We're Highlander still going to cover. Okay. We're totally doing. Highlander okay. Too. I'm like getting. I still. Want, I want to see this. Okay. How bad so it is. it's. Don't spoil anything for the movie, I guess. But like, do you okay. have to? Or like, well, like... apparently it was so bad. And the director was removed from it due to monetary issues, which we'll get into it. But then the director re-edited it later on and made it okay. Just okay. Really? Yeah. So that's the version we'll be watching because apparently the theatrical... There's there's two versions. Well, apparently the theatrical release is almost impossible to find, though there's a couple of like home releases with it on there. Okay. But yeah, we'll be watching the the Renegade cut as it's called. So the better of the of the Yes. Interesting. So the Snyder cut of Well, but he said but imagine it, it, if, it wasn't as be- much Imagine better. if uh, like Joss Whedon's cut made it not about superheroes. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Do you know Connery's involvement? Is he in it a lot? He's not in yeah. this a ton. He's apparently, it seems to be he's in it more in the second one. Cool. Okay. So then we have to, yeah, we got to do it. Oh, uh, yeah. We're doing it for oh, sure. Okay. I'm not, I was the way not... you, The way you were setting up, it made me feel like you we're going to like take it off the wheel or something. No, <laughs> no. So Though we should, um, I feel like we should update the people that we have removed a few things from the wheel. Yes. Yes. I think we talked about a couple episodes, but we'll, we'll, uh, let's cover that now. Yeah. Let's so we removed them. Un Mon Nouveau. Yep. We've removed Ever to Excel. Uh, the the reason we're removing these is because uh, we can't find them. They're damn near impossible to find. Uh, and we removed, um, which, so I, I made that note first because it's a kind of a shame because this one that we removed, I really wanted to see. And it, it's going to tie in. We were going to have a guest for this episode. Uh, my sister, Tess. McGowan wanted to return to talk about this film. I invited her because of Queen's involvement in this soundtrack. Well, that would have been a nice opportunity to uh, shamelessly promo her new song release, which is a cover of It's All Right to Cry from the Marlo Thomas TV special, Free to Be You and Me. Well, one of the films we removed from the list was The Dream Factory, another Marlo Thomas TV special Ugh. starring Sean Connery. And it breaks my heart because I can find nothing besides one still image 
So, listeners, if you guys can find the this Dream Factory, Dream Factory, that's uh, the one of all these ones that we've taken off the list. That's the one I want to see the most. Oh, man, if yeah, oh, and, if you and guys Espana can find Campo it. de Golf, that's the other one we took off the the wheel. Oh yeah, I, we couldn't find, couldn't find, could not right. find that. We it just kept. I every time I googled it, it just came up with different Spanish golf yeah, we're, courses. We're, yeah, we're, we're lucky to find goal when that happens. Yeah, but um. Yeah, so I think it's fair enough. But, like, yeah, listeners, if you guys can find um, the Dream, Dream Factory. Factory, that'd be tremendous. Yeah, I'd really like to see that out. one. That's just weird. Like, you know, something you think you could find just about anything. Mm. Some things are just out of our reach because every film on this list, we found a way to watch it, even if it was on YouTube. Yeah. You, uh, hope, you hope somebody's got a, a, a Betamax tape of this tuckered away in there. Yeah, someone's going to have like a cassette <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. A reel to reel. You know what? If, fine. If if you can get it to us, we'll digitize it for you. And w- but I want to watch it because Marlo Thomas is all. Do you know what "Free to Be You and Me" is? No. It's this beautiful. It's an album, a book, and a TV project of a bunch of different celebrities of the time teaching positive messages and values to kids. Wow. Yeah. That's sick, actually. Yeah. So. Jeez. And well, I could only imagine what the Dream Factory was going to be, you yeah, know what right. I mean? Or is, excuse me. I really want to see that. So of all the ones we've had to take off the list, m- most of them are, I-, I could actually care less. But the Dream Factory, I want to see that. So any listener out there that has the Dream Factory, please send it our way if yes, you have please, it. please, please. So, yeah, let's... So shall we get into this one? Let's get into Highlander. Should I do the trailer voice? Give us a trailer voice. An immortal Scottish swordsman must confront the last of his immortal opponents, a murderously brutal barbarian who lusts for the fabled prize. That sucks. I feel like we could do a better one. Is there not one on... um, Peep on Rotten Tomatoes. We haven't looked at the scores for this. Maybe there's like a little, little this nice little little trailer voice section is there as well. Let's see what we got here. I'm curious about that because I feel like what's the score for that? Whoa, uh, really? Seventy one on the to- oh, you you handle it. This is yours. Uh, so folks over at RottenTomatoes.com, uh, go check out what these scores are for Highlander from 1986, the uh, rated R fancy adventure. Uh, tomato meter at seventy one percent. Audience score of 79%. Now, the question is, Dylan, do you agree with this score? No. Do you? Um, I feel like maybe a little lower, but not too much. Do you want higher or lower? We'll, we'll reveal that. This picture right here looks like the poster for Rising Sun. It does, right? You can put anybody in there. Yeah, put Wesley Snipes on the other side. Wesley Snipes, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Wesley Snipes has a Highlander read. Dope as fuck, dude. Some motherfucker's always trying to ice skate uphill. I'm feeling very Okanta. I'm feeling very Okanta. You're immortal, for God's sake. <laughs> All right, let's do the trailer voice now. Trailer voice. When the mystical Russell Nash kills a man in a sword fight in a New York City park... When the mystical Russell Nash kills a man in a sword fight in a New York City parking lot, he leaves a sliver of an ancient weapon 
lodged in a car in the process. After brilliant forensic specialist Brenda Wyatt recovers evidence of the mysterious weapon, she and her partner, Lieutenant Frank Moran, embark on an investigation of Nash that will land them in the middle of a dangerous, centuries-old feud between powerful immortals. This March, Christopher Lambert, Roxanne Hart, Alan North, and Sean Connery in Highlander. More high. I have the high ground, Anakin. Don't try it. I am your father, Anakin. What? That would have been been the coolest twist. All right, so we're into it now. Highlander. Do we do the wiki? Well, let's see. So that's the thing. See, I got a question for you. Give me a question. Do you want to go through the plot or do you want to experiment with just going by our, our notes and having a discussion, or do you feel like you yeah, you know keep... what? Let's do it. Let's let's take a let's take a risk here. Let's experiment. We're taking a risk because I have a very um, long list of notes this week, and I want to see where we go. Oh, you have a long list of notes. I have a short list of notes, friend. Interesting. I think mine's more just bits. Bits like comedy bits. Yeah, because just this movie for those listening. We kind of hinted at it. It's a cocaine 80s movie. Oh, it's a cocaine 80s movie. It's really, um, it's every 80s trope for the most part. Just kind of like the Warriors mixed with like. Blade Runner? Blade Runner. Feels like Terminator. Meets Terminator. Meets the fucking Ninja Turtles. I was waiting for a Ninja Turtle to show up half the time in this fucking movie. I agree. Like it just felt like. Like Secret of the Ooze to me, and even like Batman, like Keaton Batman, just very zany colors. Even Jason goes to New York or takes New York. Jason kills, takes Manhattan. Takes Manhattan. And like Thirteenth Part Eight, Jason takes Manhattan. Yes, we watch it every shot ha- in Vancouver. I watch it every Halloween. Do you really? It's it's, it's on my marathon. Why do you do that to yourself? Because that because for that reason for that for that for reaction abuse for that reaction because just that just yeah. to do that's like yeah it's like, like i punch myself in the dick every day why just to see just to have you ask me it's about one it. of those movies where it's like because my wife's not very into like super spooky movies oh, so it's not scary in the slightest so yeah it's ridiculous so i'm like can we at least watch this one she's like good enough we'll watch that then we'll watch halloween town afterwards but anyways, yeah, halloween two you got it halloween two. Oh yeah <laughs> we're just gonna go through that kind of marathon I like Halloween too. Halloween too like, is fun. Yeah, I just Rob Zombie's Halloween too is actually kind of interesting as well. I I like the zombie ones, but we'll. Eh. I think they're okay. Well, oh, let's get in the Highlander, huh? Highlander. So yeah, so uh, so my first note. We're gonna nurse some some notes here. Um, I got some shit. I, like I was, I got really excited at the beginning of this movie. Well, oh, for, do tell first. So first thing, um, just as a personal note. Um, I watch this on, uh, my computer and the file, as you warned me and I forgot as the thing, it played the Latin audio. And so at first I'm like, this is kind of artsy thought. I'm like, I remembered 
Dylan saying, oh, yeah, I got to change it over. And we change it over. It's Connery's voice. And we hear Connery right away. And I made it note how hilarious it would have been if I changed it over and it was Connery's voice, but still speaking in Latin. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would have been. Partially feeling spiritual strength to Me, Kasha, is shoe Kasha. That's not Latin. I don't know. <laughs> Connery says it is. Um,. But yes. um, we, that's Latin. <laughs> and that's not thats not French for yes. That's me exclaiming, we. we. <laughs> <laughs> I have some notes about that, too. It's funny enough. But um, I take the floor here, and as a wrestling fan, I was very excited. This movie starts with wrestling. And real wrestlers. I my Wrestling first, is real. My f- yeah, promo. Uh, podcast, Spotify, get it wherever on YouTube. Um, it's called Wrestling's Real. Wrestling's right? Real. Yeah. Wrestling? Wrestling is real. Wrestling's Real. Yeah, Rest, what's the wrestling, exact name? Wrestling, comma, S, real. R-E-A-L. There we go. We Thank almost you. said R-E-E-L, but no. then we're like, that doesn't make sense. What are you, children? Yes. You're starting a you, small business? If you listen to that podcast, it sounds like the Little Rascals made a podcast about wrestling. Fair enough. But anyways... So, so Dylan, my first note was <laughs> the fabulous Freebirds. That that's actually a real uh, wrestling team from the eighties. Like uh, there, there were three dudes, kind of like rednecks, like very like that. There's actually a movie that just came out called The Iron Claw. Oh yeah, with, yeah, Efron, uh, yeah. uh, Zach Efron, and a guy from um, uh, The Bear. I forget his name. Tremendous actor. Um, Zach Efron versus so, a bear. A bear. Uh, so they're playing the Von Erich brothers. Yeah. Which um, is from that same era. So it's kind of cool to see that. Because I've been really into that era of wrestling lately. It's like early Ric Flair, early Hulk mm. Hogan, stuff like that. Um, and they were versing the High Flyers, who were another team. And so I was wondering, I was looking at trivia, I didn't really have time to look too deep into it, because I was wondering if that was like a real Free birds match. versus the high flyers. That's like, that's how the 80s were, man. Yeah. They were just coked Everyone out was and high. all steroids and just like, just wrestling. That's when wrestling was wrestling. And it was like the <laughs> fabulous free birds and like the... The freaking the firecrackers or whatever the fuck is corny ass bullshit. And then the Von Erics who were like these three like giant hillbillies that were just like, you know, fucking shit up. Um, so, yeah, it was, as a wrestling fan, it was exciting to be like, oh, this is like I didn't expect it. Because when we hear about Highlander, what we saw about like, you know, images were like, oh, it's going to be like in the 1500s right away. And then I'm seeing 80s wrestling and I'm like. Man, talk about the coked out 80s. We're just like showing up like pro wrestling happening. And uh, it got me really excited to see some uh, actual like wrestlers. So I wanted to. So my thing is, I want to see if there was actually, if that was an actual match or if it just shot it because. Did you? Uh, I couldn't find any trivia on that. Do you think it was shot for. Is that is that Madison Square Garden? I've never been to Madison Square Garden. Like back know. at back then, it could have been like a. It looked like it could have been like a small gym or something like that, like a house show. Um, but I was, I was wondering if that was like a real show and it just happened to like, you know, have, um, it's like when they do that with like NASCAR movies, like they'll have the car, like it's in the movie, like, like Talladega Nights or even like the Her- like Herbie fully loaded Herbie again. Like they would have like the car 
at actual races, just doing a few laps, making it look like it was racing so they could have like footage. Mm. So I wonder if there was like an actual like wrestling thing that they had set up, or maybe it's just as fake as Spider-Man one with Macho Man as, as Bonesaw. I, I like that opening scene. I mean, I like a lot of scenes in this movie, but yeah. immediately from that, you get the vibe, or I got the vibe of, like I was reading a comic book from the 80s. Did you get that feel? A little bit, yeah. Um, and I will pull up some screenshots here because every, I think that almost, you know, so many of these shots are, <clears throat> there's so many beautiful shots in this film that look like comic book panels. Oh, I like that shot. Yeah, I love that sunglasses, yeah. dude. So These sick. are some beautiful shots. Um, I forget why I had that one. So I couldn't. Oh, this. Yes, backflips. Uh, so. Okay, yeah, we'll get we'll get. To, I'm just gonna just pull up some, like, look at the cinematography of some of these shots and the framing is. Okay, well, my first note is at 39 seconds we hear Sean Connery, and then immediately. Queen! Heck yeah. So I looked it up, like, on a drive without doing errands today, and I was like, yeah, oh, it's getting the mood for this, and I got really inspired by this music. Like, spoiler alert, I really like the music in this movie. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm like, I was l- looking up, I was like, let me just find the Queen Highlander playlist on Spotify, and I was interested to see, it was like, Queen songs, but everything, certain ones were labeled like Highlander version. Mm. So we're certain these movies, these songs like kind of built for the movie as yes. well. Like, so, okay. Yes. So. And I, I shazammed one of them and it came up as Highlander version. Because I remember like Hammer to Fall and stuff, which that was on the playlist. And about, was it in that movie? Was Hammer to Fall in this movie? Well, let's, let's see which ones were in. I don't remember. We're in. A Kind of Magic is the 12th studio album by British rock band Queen. Uh, it is based on the soundtrack to the film Highlander. This would be his last album promoted with a concert tour due to his diagnosis. Um, the album enjoys the status of an unofficial soundtrack for the 1986 film Highlander, for which no official soundtrack album was released. The title, A Kind of Magic, derived from one of the lines character Connor McLeod says to describe his immortality. Six out of the nine songs on the album appear in the film, although in different versions. The three songs that do not appear in Highlander are Pain is So Close to Pleasure, Friends Will Be Friends, and One Vision which was featured a year earlier in the film Iron Eagle. Uh, controversially, or I'm sorry, conversely, a recording of theme from New York, New York, made specifically for a scene in Highlander, does not appear on A Kind of Magic, and in fact has never been released in an album form to date. Yes, in one scene, a snippet of Hammer to Fall plays on the radio, a song from the previous album, The Works. So, A Kind of Magic, One Year of Love, Who Wants to Live Forever, Forever, give me the prize. Don't lose your head, oh, Princess of the Universe. Dude. Oh, so good, Kurgan. Yeah, so that that covers the Queen stuff, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have Tess on this this episode because she is a massive Queen fan. So she could have told us a lot about um, this process. And yeah, and about very, this album probably in particular. Yeah, it's very like different Queen because you know your sax playing and like the keys and stuff and like. Mm. It's it's a different sounding kind of queen, but still, like, still fucking queen. You know, I mm. mean, it's dope. It's really it's really interesting. Well, my next note after that is backflips. 
that's when I knew I was... I mean, I knew I was in when the opening paragraph is Sean Connery reading it, and then immediately followed by fucking Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I knew I was really, really in. Like, the sword fight was awesome, but then I knew I was in when the guy he's fighting starts doing backflips. Crazy. Just a dude in a suit backflipping through a, a parking lot, a parking garage that uh, the sprinklers are on. It's gonna be like Matrix vibes. It's incredible. It's crazy. I, I, I wrote this. This comes up a couple times. Uh, please add lightsabers to this scene. Some every scene, especially with like some of the clashing that happens. Where sparks like, are coming off it. Yeah, like they're like things are exploding when it touches stuff. Especially it's the crazy. final fight. Yeah, yeah. That one, yeah, that one's the like that's like the it's insane because like I'll I guess we'll talk about it like now this is we're on the subject like this felt like a Star Wars movie. Connery mm. is Obi Wan Kenobi in New yes. Hope oh, in yes. this like when when he when he spoilers gets decapitated it was very like kind of the way Obi Wan went out you know what I mean yeah like, just. It's like, you know, you, you think there's no way they're going to kill this guy off. Oh, shit, they did, you know? And, like, it's insane, insane scene. And um, so for those of you listening out there, because we're not going through the plot, you better have fucking seen Highlander. Yeah, go see Highlander. <laughs> if not, follow along on Wikipedia. There is the plot is over there. So we're going to read through it. You know what? Um, no, no. Go watch Highlander. Cause yeah, it's, definitely it's awesome. It. But I mean, I I'm assuming a lot of listeners have seen it because how many people, guests, people on comment sections, people people I know, we've had a lot of people asking for this one. When are you gonna see? Did you see Highlander yet? Yeah. And everyone says either the same thing. Either one, it's like Queen, or like it's a fun movie. Mm. And I don't think it disappointed. Yeah. So I'm assuming a lot of people have seen this movie already. And if you haven't, just go see this movie. Just pick it up from your local library, whatever it's you on can pe- do. It's on Peacock. It's on Peacock. It's on um, another streaming service, but definitely Peacock. I forget what the other one was. Urine Chicken. Urine Chicken. That's the one. You've heard it here first. Sponsor of the show. Urine Chicken. The greatest streaming service. And we really mean streaming service. <laughs> Mario, can we talk about the transitions in this film? Are some are some of these transitions not the greatest cinematic transitions you have ever seen in your life? So where is it? The one I sp- specifically enjoyed was the really disturbing. It kind of freaked me out. The Mona Lisa one, when his yeah, face, face turns into the Mo- but like Mona Lisa looks high as fuck in that picture. <laughs> like it's she has like red not, eyes. Not any different of the Mona Lisa. It's just a different lighting. It's just. And then you got like shots of like the fish tank going to the lake. You got the um, like somebody will shut a door and it'll go to black, but then it'll the ne- the next shot will be a, somebody walking into a walking past a wall that is black. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it creates like a perfect transition. It's yeah. really some really artful stuff in here. And then you also have like the great transition of. Um, Oh, we'll get to it. It's it's later in my notes. This was a particularly good transition that I I just thought was funny. Um, what else you got? 
So um, you said you have when, extensive we, when, notes. We, when we first get into like the 1500s, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is what I expected. Like, I didn't expect cocaine 80s, dude. I did not at all because mm. like I, I really went into this pretty blind. Same. Only. I had no idea what to expect except that image of Connor McLeod all wrapped up in his Scottish garb. Mm. Yeah, all I all like I, looking upwards, you know. All I remember is this Connery's outfit. So I t- take that as the 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 set piece of the film, and it's not. It's going back and forth, and we find out later why that is. Um, but uh, yeah, I was like, this is what I was expecting. I said Metallica on horses. All these guys they, they could have been in Metallica in the eighties. Like everyone's like a like a rocker. I wonder if that's the aesthetic they're going for. They really went with like a rock vibe, mm. like you know, especially with the, uh, the 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 Queen aspect. But I feel it felt like a rock and roll movie to me. Dude, this is such a heavy metal movie. Yeah. This movie is uh, along with Kurgan. Are you kidding me? This is a super heavy metal yeah, movie. Yeah, like it was funny seeing Nicole today with the Ryan James Dio T-shirt. Right, that triggered that in my head too. Like this is like it was like Holy Diver. This movie came out something. in '86. I went and saw a Metallica tribute band last night. Metallica's biggest album came out in 1986. Not that their biggest would be the Black Album, but you know what I mean. The one that like broke them. Yeah, was Master of Puppets 1986. Yeah, like this is a very heavy metal. Movie, yeah, it yeah. felt like, like I, I, I wonder what it would have done with the heavier soundtrack. Mm. I, I mean, I like what Queen did. It made like very, very emotional scenes more emotional. It honestly, Queen was the perfect choice for this because yeah, it's theatric so. and operatic, and I mean, the reason why it was like they did Flash Gordon too around this kind of time. You know, mm. what I mean, Flash, it has that cool ah. vibe. Savior of the universe. I want to watch that film. Well, you know what? When we get into digging into Dalton, we will. That's true. Yes. Uh, Oh man, that's gonna be exciting. Mm. Um, uh, When we first see Kurgan, he's in that really intense skull armor. Oh my god! Which is like so. Is that cool? Is that like a like a gorilla skeleton? Like it It looks like a hawk or something. It looks like, no, it looks like a full like shoulders and everything. Well, the, like, the I'm thinking the, of the helmet. Yeah, the, yeah, but I'm, I'm like looking at him like it looks like he just took like, like a like a gorilla's skeleton and made it into armor. Mm. Like it looks like something I would unlock in like Final <laughs> Fantasy or something. Like what the fuck? It was so cool, and I forgot who the cast was before going into this movie. And then when he takes the arm, uh, we see his face for the first time without the armor. I said, holy shit, it's Mr. Mr. Krabs. Krabs. Yep. And I said the same to Nicole, just, just to get her to look at the movie. Yeah. Like, look, it's it's Mr. Krabs. But I have a note. We could play it later if you want or insert it. I'll, I'll punch it in. Uh, an hour, 38 minutes, and 10 seconds. He does a Mr. Krabs voice when he kidnaps Brenda and they're like, fuck, they ever played chicken? And he, 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 he yells like Mr. Krabs. Yeah. I just want him to go, ah, ka, 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 ka. <laughs> Uh, be million. I think we should. Uh, uh, I did have a note too, and we'll move on to your notes. Uh, definitely, the dubbing of this movie is not the greatest. Yeah, this. Yeah, it reminded me of like the scene in Goldfinger when they're all like in the planning room. It's like, and like the the, the voices are just crazy and like layered. Time like, <laughs> what's that map doing over mm. there? <laughs> oh, is it the guy on the bull? Like, I kind of like this. It's like it just felt out of place at times 
and the, and the fight scenes, you know, cheesy 80s, a lot of cheesy lines that are getting thrown around during, that's why I felt like Ninja Turtles. I'm like, it's very like campy in some ways with talking. Mm. Um, but yeah, I want to do a cut where every, uh, every scene uh, that, uh, uh, what's his name? Kurgan's in. I just want to insert a Mr. Krabs line. I want Connor to be able to fight Mr. Krabs. Make me million dollar. Mr. Krabs. Like, it's just funny. When I see somebody like that, I'm like, I, he obviously has a good body of work, but I'm always going to remember him as Mr. Krabs. Now, I was listening to uh, him on Lex Luthor's podcast, Michael Rosenbaum. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, and he was saying that he only got paid to do this movie and he didn't get paid very well and he doesn't get any residuals from it. Really? Yeah. Huh. And he's such a major role in this film. Yeah, right. He is the villain. What do you think of Clancy, Bra- Clancy Brown as the bad guy? He's scary. He's so fucking scary. Even like at the end, too, how dead his eyes look. You're not seeing when, like, they, before you. Oh, his when, when is they're off. dilated? Yeah, they're dilated, but like, it looks like it doesn't so, even look like him. Yeah, but it's like it's scary. He's a scary dude. Like mm. he's a big, but because like, I've seen him in plenty of like things, like you know, as like Mr. Krabs, and he was in. This is not the first time seeing him, right? In a Connery movie, am I crazy? I don't think we've seen him before. There was something I just watched where I, I said, oh, shit, it's Mr. Krabs. Can we pull up his filmography real quick? Let's do. Look at the, like, I, that's, how, that's how I know him, as the cranky-looking old man. Highlander? Yeah. Why is this? Nope. Can I, see, can I see the full list, like, over here on the big screen? So I, can, like, I just want to look through the list. Ahsoka. He was in Ahsoka. Ah, he was in. A, yeah, he played play a pretty major role in Ahsoka, and I was like, and I only and, one episode, so it might not be too major. Well, I mean, like it, it, the episode he was in, he was very major, and he was like a leader of like a fucking like uh, government thing in the Empire or something like that. And I was like, shit, man, that's fucking Mr. Krabs in space. I love it. Oh, yeah, it does look like a gorilla or something. It's not... I'm saying, right? Like, look at that. It looks like a King Kong skull. Or a lion. Yeah, no, it's probably a lion. Because that's that's this this total fantasy armor all the way, dude. Because even, even like, the chest piece, it looks like something out of He-Man or something. Or, like... Who is like one of the henchmen from the Power Rangers? I can't think of his name. I thought Clancy Brown was fucking great in this movie. He was really um, uh, Clancy Brown is gold. That was literally one of my notes. Clancy Brown is gold. Um, uh, and I think I wrote that when he throws the man out of the car and steals the car. <laughs> uh, my next note is uh, we get Sean Connery at 3834. That was the timestamp I've got for when he shows up. Uh, and he... We matched. 38, 34. Nice. Like there could be only get, one. Could only be one. Because, yeah, because you... 
it's one of those things where like I'm like I'm gonna lock it in this time because we get the horse jumping in and I'm like freeze framing. I'm like, do we feel his fucking leg nope. or something? Nope. It was the exact frame, and I made a note next to it. Probably the coolest Connery entrance. Yes. Fucking dope. Even cooler than Goldfinger. Like he just he, jumps in on a horse. He's like, I'm here, motherfucker. Yeah. He's like, what's, what's the first line? Did you get the first line? He's like, oh, how are you? Something like that, right? Greetings. I am Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez, chief metallurgist to King Charles V of Spain, and I'm at your service. Who? So, yeah, that's his first line. Uh, I've got, we'll get it when we get into the SH. Um, what else you got for notes? We want to talk about Connery himself? Because I actually don't have that many notes about Connery himself. I Me guess either? He's not really the focus of this movie. Uh, he's great in it, though. And we can get into that in our ratings. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Because, yeah, it's, it's as... It's Connery heavy, but not at the same time. Yeah. Because when he shows up, I think he's brilliant. In the same way uh, that... As you compared earlier, Star Wars is not an Alec Guinness movie, but he's like the star of that movie. Yeah, you know and he I mean? comes back and everything, and he is the Obi Wan of this. I feel I felt Alec Guinness um, is the Obi Wan Kenobi of Star Wars. I really feel, me and too. it really gets down to it. You know, I think so. It's a weird comparison, yeah. but I see it. <laughs> and you know what? I think when it comes to the prequels, the only Obi Wan for me is Ewan McGregor for the just for the prequels. Mm. You know, mm. so. I can agree with that. Anyways, <laughs> you um, know, for Rogue One, just for me, CGI Tarkin is the only Tarkin for Rogue One. Yeah. If it was to be real Tarkin, it would just be weird. You know, if it was, it was to be real Peter Cushing, it would be weird, you know, because it yeah, would be like a corpse. Yeah, imagine he was a corpse. Or just an <laughs> urn. They, they, they weaken it, burning him. <laughs> it's literally just cuts to you a. You may gra- fire when ready. <laughs> <laughs> it just cuts to his gravestone and they laid the clothes on top of it. <laughs> They've put the shirt on the gravestone. And it's a stick. And you can clearly see somebody behind it. Like, like a cheap print out of his ready. head. And, they, and they, they fold it so it's like his arm behind his back. Snoodily looking out into the Death Star. <laughs> or none of that happens and it just cuts to the grave. <laughs> And that's it. There's Governor no lines. Tarkin, I thought I recognized your foul stench when I was brought on board. <laughs> that's just a great stuff. <laughs> You're bird chirping and just quiet. Uh, <sighs> anyway. <anyways. laughs> What's your next so, note, friend? So, uh, in general, let's see. Um, so yeah, so I, 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 so I mentioned already the dubbing felt weird. There's some definitely some off. Even w- even with Christopher Lambert, it's Lambert. Is it Lambert or is it Lambert? So. Christophe Lambert. I had a teacher in high school that was Lambert and it was spelled like that. Hmm. So I think it's Lambert, but who knows? Well, I'm probably wrong. Even his dubbing at times is a little rough. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just a little too forward in the mix. I wasn't too crazy about it. And some um, of it, <laughs> some of it didn't line up. Yeah, yeah. So it was really weird. Uh, one scene. Okay. Uh, so we jump from the past, from the 1500s into the 80s. Mm-hmm. That's quite a we're bit. jumping back and forth pretty much between yeah. those times. So we get back. Uh, 
after a while, after the whole parking lot situation happened, and it's a crime scene, and the cops are there, and they're, like, checking shit around, wouldn't you not grab a weapon, like, from the crime scene? That girl, Brenda, right, grabs the sword, and is like, look at this, it's worth, like, a million bucks. Should you, like, I know you have, like, (laughs) I know you have fucking gloves on, but aren't you not supposed to move a weapon from a scene of a crime? I'm not sure. I'm not a cop. I wouldn't. I feel like you shouldn't. Crime scene investigator. They're just like, look at this. This must be the weapon or whatever. Yeah, they probably shouldn't have touched it. Like, don't touch it, dude. Like, I've seen a lot of crime shows. They're like, don't touch anything. Hmm. It's, I just thought it was a little weird. So yeah, I just, just don't touch the shit in the crime scene. Yeah, that's, that probably wasn't smart, but it was also you know cocaine eighties. Was, everyone was stirring cocaine into their yeah, coffee. The one thing that was super cocaine at eighties uh, about this movie is definitely like all the cop stuff. It's very mm. like you know like, um, which I feel like we we've this is the second time in a row we mentioned this movie, uh, but like the sort of outburst that happens in the interrogation room at the police station. Uh, remind me of the Batman. Oh yeah, when everyone yeah, flips yeah. out and, and everyone's like, ha- happy that he's beating up the cop. Yeah, like yeah, Batman's fucking up that guy. <laughs> we do get a that F- guy. We do get an F word slur in that scene. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, what were you saying? That guy. Uh, but the guy from the Batman. I remember that being. Did we see that together? No, I saw it with my brother in law. Yeah. Um, but I saw it by uh, myself. I think. Did you? Yeah. I was like, I I almost went by myself, and my brother in law caught me the last minute. I was like, yeah, I'll go with you. Um, and you're like, damn it. But I wanted to go. Shake you loose somehow. Yeah, <laughs> look, look, Paw Patrol is in that theater. <laughs> <laughs> the Pee Wee Herman all over this theater now. Um, what are you going to do? <laughs> we'll talk about that later when you're older. Um, but yeah, that's forever how ridiculous those cops were in that movie, kind of, where it felt like the 80s. Mm. Where like that, that one cop who had the very like generic, like, hey, will you work with the freaking bat now? What's going on here? We're, we're trying to do police work here. Like, very generic, like, New York cop, which is kind of what we did talking about Capone, Robert De Niro's Capone. Yeah, last episode. Uh, talking about The Penguin, how yeah. that movie, it feels like it borrows from the cocaine 80s a lot. And then it's just funny seeing a, like, quote-unquote serious, like, distributed... 80s movie that's mm. like this is what cops are like this is what they sound like and this is what they do so it's like it was it was really funny to see that but like funny to see these old movies and how to compare to new movies i like the though the cops aren't like portrayed as bad people like they're listening like the cops are genuinely yeah. listening when shit shit starts to get weird and i like when you know you got the the crazy ex military guy that like Shoots up the alleyway with a machine gun and 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 shoots at the Kurgan and then he recounts his stories like I I know you already think I'm crazy but I got here's it. the other thing uh, at the guy who he decapitated floated up into the air and he like absorbed his essence and he's like I am the one or whatever and uh, there can only be one and, and all the windows blew out yeah so right. and you can check that because all the windows fucking blew out <laughs> I got a funny uh, note about that. Um, <laughs> thank you. That is funny. Thanks. Look at that. Look at that thing. So Sorry. when that happens, so he is. <clears throat> I have the exact note here because I want to get the the names right. Uh, where are we? So when he chops off the head of, I believe his name is Sunda. Am I saying his right name? Sunda. 
He's also another like at the beginning in the parking lot. No, this is the guy that Mr. Krabs killed in the alleyway and the guy with the machine guns shooting off. No. Um It's like towards the like endish. Yes. There's that Ca- other Castagir. He, he, yeah, so he's like the so, other. Yes, you're right. Sunda Castagir, another. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like the other, like one that's also like eternal or whatever. Immortal. Um, immortal. Um, so how funny <laughs> when he chops his head off, it makes the same sound as when you start up Pokemon Silver. It does. If you can find it real quick. And then, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Real quick, while we're on this, I love this scene where he's. uh, I just skip past it. He's dueling. He's in the 1700s when he's dueling in the 1700s with guns, and he just, or not, not with guns, with swords, and he just keeps getting stabbed over and over and over and over, and and the the assistant keeps like brushing off the guy. Oh, such a good job, and like kissing him on the cheek. Oh, that was so funny. I put. Uh, Hotchkiss Hart, because I thought he was hilarious, but I felt bad about his demise. Who's Hotchkiss? That's the guy, the assistant. I caught, oh, I caught that his yes, name was yes, Hotchkiss. Yes, yes, then he gets shot, yes. I was like, Hotchkiss? Okay, here we go. Like, kind of close. Kind of. It's very Nintendo. Even, like, the uh, the knockout scene from, like, Super Smash Brothers, the original one. It's kind of there. I can kind of. It hear sounds it. like a video game. Mm. It's crazy. Like what a weird, like sound they went for. Like, I wonder what the beheadings sound like in the actual Highlander video games. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, but it's a, a weird choice. Can I cut off? Can I cut this off at the head right now and and request a Connor P? Let's do it. I'll be right back. <laughs> Speaking of apple cider bread pudding, what do you got, Mario? <laughs> um, I really like that fight scene of Co- it's all a little bit about Connery's kind of like action scenes. Yes, he does have like I love his little training montage. I love that. That is some of the most. The Mario, Rock. Can we, can we talk about? Oh my God, we discussed The Rock already. It's episode nineteen. I really want to talk about the movie again. It's a good movie. Um, <laughs> the cinematography in this film is. Gorgeous. Yeah. Especially during... I took this picture here because uh, I I forgot there was a part in this movie where Sean Connery trains Sammy Hagar to use a sword. <laughs> you can't drive 55, Shabby. Yeah, so that is an absolutely beautiful sequence, that training sequence, and all the, and the beautiful the- flyby shots and... Uh, and it reminded me of, you know, filming we're not too, too crazy about, but like, like Last Jedi, kind of like that sequence of him, uh, of uh, Mark Hamill training Ray a little bit, mm. and even just her on the rock swinging the saber and like Hamill's at the top there watching her and stuff. There's even a moment like that because she accidentally cuts the rock over and he, and Connery, uh, Fakes Connor McLeod out with a swing, but he actually knocks down the tree next to him. Yeah, so yeah, it reminded me so much of like this Jedi training. 
and uh, this, and then like yeah, of course with, with that little flyby shot of like clearly little workers. they're huge flyby shots. Huge. These the cinematography in some of these shots is amazing helicopter work. But yeah, them hitting the swords at each other on that rock, like that was insane stuff. The like, shot of Kurgan uh, having captured. Um, what is her name? Brenda. Brenda, yes. Um, and driving across the bridge, and it pans out, and it's a helicopter shot, and you just see the city. Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Same thing with the shot in um, Madison Square Garden. It's just like a bird, you know? just follows everything. And there's, there's actually one moment that I screenshot, but I'll just recount it because I can remember it. Okay. So Connery as... Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez is recounting to Heather the a, a tale, and he's like, and I swung in through the open window, and right as he says that, the camera swings in through the open window. It's phenomenal. Such incredible storytelling and cinematography. It comes right in. Yeah. Which I want to cut. Speaking of it earlier, I have a... <laughs> I want to cut the scene of Hagrid when he finds where Dursleys took Harry on that like island and yeah. he busted through the door and says, Sorry about that. It looks like the same set. Yeah. Almost. Like that creepy, like little kind of castle looking thing. And when the Kurgan uh, bursts in. I love that fight scene on the stairs. Oh, that was so good. At the top and just It like went the... on a little too long. Yeah. Did you feel like that? I it was retreading little, some ground. Fast forward a little bit. I was kinda like, let's get to the let's get to the finale. You so, fast so, forwarded? Like a little not double time. It was okay. still playing it. Okay. Like it was just like I need to speed it up because I'm like, they're working their way up the stairs. There's going to be a big crescendo at the top. And then they go back down the stairs. Yeah. And then they go back up the stairs. Yeah. So but I'm like, as, I'm like, as everything, their swords are so powerful that all the walls are exploding. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. It was, that's the, that's probably the best one to do a lightsaber fight with, honestly. Mm. Uh, or the one at the when, end, I think, with all the metal that one, and sparks flying. Yeah, around. that one too. Both of them were really, really good. Especially but. because like all of that. Like, it's a more feasible, like, you get it, if a lightsaber was hitting these metal beams, the thing would fall, whereas lightsabers wouldn't knock down the whole fucking stone structure, you know what I mean? Maybe they would, they would cause it to shift slowly, but I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll tell I don't you know. though. But Either that, way, you could lightsaber every fight in this movie. Yeah. But so but that, going back to that scene, so yeah, this, this is our scene where uh, Connery's character is beheaded. By they the Kurgan. The Kurgan. Uh, Connery's, Connery's death. Connery's characters decapitated by the Kurgan at fifty-eight minutes and twenty-two seconds. I so put he's Connery, only in this movie for twenty minutes. Yeah, I put Connery death question mark because obviously there's another movie. We don't know if it's like the same character pushed forward or is it a flashback. We don't know. Do you want? But, do you, should I talk about it? Do you want me to just talk about it right now? Because I feel like I I didn't research this film as much as I should have, but I ended up going down quite a wormhole about the second one because that's technically the one we landed on. Yeah. Mario, do you, me me, do you want me to get into this? Oh, no, go ahead. Do, do cover what you need to. Uh, just real quick, and then when he goes to spit in his face, Kurgan's face for he like decapitates him, mm-hmm. I thought he was going to lick him for a second. <laughs> Because Kurgan does a lot of licking. Yeah, so I was like, I thought he was going to lick him in the face and then fall to his death, but then, boom, his head got cut off. <laughs> that was 
kind of, it was that was super fucking heavy metal. But that's the thing though about this at the top movie, of the staircase. But what this movie fucking does too, it takes badass shit like that, but then inserts fucking stupid sounds that take me right out of it. Because right after that happens, the stairs collapse. And then Kirk goes, whoa. Yeah. And I'm like, just thinking of, I want to insert Mr. Crab screaming. <laughs> yeah, like, or him just screaming in general. What a what a fucking metal scene, like you say. Especially that image at the top of the stairwell yes, holding a decapitated looks, corpse. It looks so fucking cool. And then it's like, it cracks. It's like, whoa. And like, it uh, pissed me off. It was just weird. And then... The uncertain nature of the transition, because and, and also that's the first point in the movie that has a bad transition, because he like grabs Heather, hello pretty, and then it just cuts. It's not a good cut. It's the first transition where I'm like, that didn't feel. That was lazy. Yeah, that was like. Um, and we, we have nothing for this. And then when it ultimately reveals the fate of Heather, that that you know. Kurgan had his way. That's that was unpleasant. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Heather. Was that the most heartbreaking fucking thing in the whole movie, Mario? I actually cried. Me too. Did Especially you... with the music. Because mm. now I hear the song. What a fucking great song! But now I think of that scene. Who wants to live forever? Right? Yeah. Is that what that was? Yeah. yeah. Who wants to live forever? Like, oh my god! Like that was just cr- that. that crushed me just with that all so uh yeah, that, that was heartbreaking and you see her when he arrives home and she doesn't answer and i'm like oh no did she was she murdered because he wasn't where was he during that whole fight where was he where was connor you know where was he that whole time so i thought that scene is him arriving afterwards and he's gonna find her dead but I liked the twist that it's revealing the time she's time old and she's carrying a lamb and she's like I'm now sixty or whatever yeah. and it was so heartbreaking when she died so bad like because like the whole thing is like uh, Highlanders or whatever like he he, he couldn't uh, bear he couldn't have, have children at that time it revealed later that he's a magic once he's the to, only Highlander then, then he can he, have kids he can have I kids. guess. Okay, can we talk about that aspect? Yeah. So when there's only one remaining, they can access, like, the feelings and thoughts of every person on Earth? Yeah, they're like... And so they're they're God? They're like, yeah, they're a God. Yeah, they're like... It's like the Watcher or some shit. It's just crazy. Why? I don't don't, know. I don't don't understand understand that part. The immortality makes a little sense, but... I I like the idea... Yeah, because I I did kind of like that concept. Is that classic, like you know, you know, you can't be with the one you love because you're you can't love die. The one you're with, do 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 do. So it's like you know, it's, it's that classic trope of like you know, it's like you're gonna lose her. You know, you can't like you know because you you're gonna live forever. It's like Wolverine. They've they, they've done that with Wolverine mm, in the mm. X Men movies, like with uh, Origins, like and, where they show how long he's been alive and he tries to settle down. Yeah, but it's like, dude, you can't die. You and don't age. Connery says like the last wife I've had three wives. And the last one, 
her father made me this sword, I and it was it was five hundred BC. So he's basically been two thousand years without a wife or without a lover. Excuse me. It was uh, Shakiko, a Japanese princess, in five twenty seven BC or something. Yeah, right? yeah. But, but Shakiko was one of my SHs, and uh, this reminded me of like, <laughs> like a, it sounds like a Bond character. In that time, I've had three wives. The last was Shakiko, a Japanese princess. Her father, Masamuni, a genius, made this for me. 593 BC. You only live twice. You only live twice, yeah, yeah you know what I mean? Um, vibe. My only kind of, like, bond feeling. I think that was me again. Oh, okay. That, that creak is deceiving. It's time for a new couch. Um, Listeners write it. Do you have a couch? Yes. Uh, re- uh, help, you know what? Contribute to our Patreon to uh, help us get a new Connery couch. <laughs> Connery couch. That's patreon.com slash Connery Curious, folks. All right. Um, I only have a few more notes left. Okay. Um, so Brenda and Connor reveals his secret to Brenda in another amazing shot that, that like comes down through the, the ceiling of his room of collectibles there in which you see the jacket in the background. Yep. You see uh, Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez's jacket um, and his hat, excuse me. Um, and so he reveals to her that he is immortal, makes her stab him, and then they immediately start macking out, which, I mean, I, I'm not a woman, so I wouldn't know, but I can imagine a man grabbing your hand, putting a knife in your hand, grabbing your hand, forcing him to, forcing you to stab him, uh, I wouldn't be turned on. Ladies out there, if that turns you on, don't let us, don't let us know. Get help, please. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That seems, (laughs) that seems wrong. Um, it seems like, uh, I would require some therapy after that. He, he invited me to his house and then he, um, and I uh, invited me into a room full of really old things that I'm pretty sure are illegal for him to have. <laughs> and uh, then he told me he was immortal. And then he made me stab him. He made you stab him? Oh, yeah. He put the knife in my hand and grabbed my hand and fucking thrust it into him. Uh, so what you do next, man? Well, you know, I just found him so attractive. <laughs> I just wanted to fuck him. Stabbing just gets me going. And then they have sex. And a classic 80s sex scene. So classic 80s sex scene. Uh, you, Just... you know, you get nipple silhouettes, and it's very much reminiscent of the one from Terminator. Yeah. Um, uh, though I do have a note. Um, uh, he, there's like a shot where he's... Like, it's... I'm going to get crude here, folks. He's basically about to finger her butt. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that shot? That's, that's where I remember seeing his butt a bunch. And I was like, you see her butt at one point. His hand goes over it, like right into the crack. And I'm like, this is a movie. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with it, I guess. But this is a movie. Yeah. This so is not porn. That's mm-hmm. like, um, have you ever seen uh, Euphoria? The show? Yeah. No. 
it's like that. Sh- I've I've not really watched it. I just know of it. Yep. I know it's. Uh, this sounds. This is. This sounds dirty. But no, it's. We, like, yeah, we've watched. We. I mean, we've heard of dirty things. We have heard of dirty things. You yeah, better believe we have not watched them. Yeah, we. Yeah, we don't watch. I. I've. I'm aware of what two girls one cup is. Yes, but I've never watched them eat shit. <laughs> what? Anyway, so Euphoria. So they eat shit, right? So <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, this was like a Zendaya show or whatever, and but apparently there was like one one or two sequences with um, uh, Sydney Sweeney, who she's an actress who uh, she's known for that. She's actually going to be one of the Spider Women in that god awful. Whoop de doo, Basil. <laughs> we got a god awful uh, uh, Madam Web movie, um, which I'm still. Uh, it's like a car crash. I still want to go see it, but. Um, it's like a I'm very... not going to pay money for it, are you? We'll see. Don't... I don't pay money for it because I have a show... showcase unlimited. Um, so it's I get free? Three... I get three free movies a month. For you the... pay for it, though. It's like one free movie, technically, the way the pricing goes out. But anyways... Okay, continue. Also, Freaking Nerds Media, I, I kind of have to watch it because I have to do the review. You don't have people. to do anything. It's content villain. Yeah, but that's bad. If you're just like, I have to watch it just to tell you how bad it is... You gonna subject yourself to that? I mean, I don't know, man. It's gonna be terrible. We'll see. Maybe it won't be. Who knows? Who Maybe. knows? I'm waiting for that surprise Sony movie. But anyways, um, it's not gonna happen. There's like this, but in Euphoria, there's like actual, like a sex scene, and it's super hey. por- pornographic. It's the most pornographic scene I've ever seen in a series. Besides Game of Thrones. Yeah. More than Game of Thrones. Way more. Like, I was, like, I was actually, like, wow, okay. Like, this is a very edgy uh, thing. I guess that's why it did so well, because of that controversy. Mm. I don't know if it had a controversy, but it was, like, it was very shocking, positively shocking for me. I was, like. Sweeney, positively Sweeney. But but it, it, but interesting, just, like, but, you know, uh, how, 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 how crazy can you get in a, in a series, I guess. Mm. But in this movie, in the 80s. How graphic could they get? Because you don't really see. But you kind of get a nip slip from uh, what's her name in the beginning, right before Connery does his like horse jump. You kind of mm. get a nip when he's like, "Oh, you could do that stuff to me, whatever." Blah blah. Oh yeah, and then Connery's like, "Oh yeah, hello, Sharda, interrupt or whatever." Um, but yeah, it just eighties uh, man had those like silhouette and sexy saxophones mm. and like you know. I wanted to put the Terminator, the sad Terminator theme that from when, <laughs> yeah. when, do, 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 do. Yeah. Um, yeah, sex, and then, sex and then sells, it, guys. It leads to one of my favorite transitions in the film when it immediately cuts to lions in a zoo. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they're like lions, Dylan, don't you They're understand? fucking like lions. Um, maybe that's what that. Maybe that's what the Kurgan skull was. A lion? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Or Whoa. a tiger? Or a liger? Mm. Or a tigron? I like keeping it a mystery, but maybe eventually we'll look up what it was. Who knows? Okay, I've got three more notes. You continue. Okay, so um, is this afterwards? I forget. Here's one thing with this movie. I kind of got, like, thinking back on it now. I'm like, when did shit happen? But the scene when he's the time jump in, like, I think it's, like, Nazi Germany. Oh, yeah, that was so good when he finds little Rachel. Yeah. That was so good. Um, But, man, uh, 
did you find the dialogue cringe? No. There's I just I took that uh when when uh when he grabs the gun or he has the gun, he's pointing at the uh oh, yeah. officer and he says, Whatever you say, Jack, you're the master race. It is very cheesy. But he's also five hundred years old. His sense of humor and okay, there's a line when he's being interrogated. Your accent sounds weird. Where are you from? Lots of places. Yeah. He's accumulated hundreds of years worth of shit. His sense of humor is probably weird. I guess. It just And it's also very... like respectfully, if you have a chance to kill a Nazi, which you know, one hopes that that's what you would do in the situation. Do it. To kill a Nazi. Um <laughs> Uh, you you probably especially if you're in a situation where you're fighting for your life right. there, or it's life or death in the moment. You're you're not gonna come up with the best quip. Yeah. Hey, Nazi guy, take the. Like, oh right, damn it! I I how do you fire this? Even right before <laughs> that, just like when he falls on the kid, and she's like, "Oh my god, you're still alive!" It's like, yeah, it's a kind of magic. And then shoots up and well, then it's a callback to later in the movie when yeah. he's going down the elevator and he says it's a kind of magic. Can we talk about his apartment? Hell yeah! Look at that. So you take an elevator up, and then you exit the elevator, and then you go down the stairs. It reminded me a little bit of the apartment from Big Daddy. It yes, it's... it feels like the apartment from Big Daddy, um, and it also. I like I love the couch that's lower than everything. Like very and, like and 70s and 80s. Like it's like a kind of a 70s vibe but like 80s-ified. Oh yeah. Because the low couch was like a thing with the little kind of like entertainment area. With the bright blue jeans, bright white sneakers and dark brown leather jacket. Jerry Seinfeld like just aesthetic <laughs> of I, like the 80s, 90 or like early 90s. He really needs to clean his fish tank. Yeah, dude. Jesus Christ. Um, I do like the, the little speakers on each side, though that seem a little too close. If I was trying to relax, it feels like that might blow out my eardrums. Um, uh, yeah, it's... it's it, it also implies, like, he's a fucking millionaire because he's been alive for so long. So... Anyway. Uh, what else we got? What else he got? Let's see. Kind of wrapping it up here. Same. I'm coming to the end um, of my notes. I, I get we get three lines in this film that are uh, "Don't lose your head," like three one two that are like "Don't lose your head," and then and the other one is um, the angry hotel keeper. He's like, "God damn! I hope you get your head cut off." Oh yeah. Stop laughing. <laughs> that guy who like refused to change his shirt. He had the same like cheetah print vest on. The and entire... he sends the the prostitute to his room to, oh, yeah. uh, I, to I, Kurgan's room and then Kurgan's don't you ever talk to me again yeah I had a I had a, uh, go, 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 go. I had a bit about that saying I'm Candy Candy O'Toole <laughs> well of course you are and th- yeah that's his response he of says course you are. of course you are Candy of course you are when Kurgan has kidnapped Brenda and is driving through the city and is weaving through all those trucks, I just want to cut that with Del Griffith from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yes. Uh, my final note, Dylan. Give me your final note, Dylan. I, I, I wish I had a uh, blue light on me. There can be only one 
I thought that was, it was cheesy, but it was like dope when he finally like wins. And oh like, yeah, they're going to be one, and like the fucking the multiple shot of the from different angles. Well, Mario, I've got to ask why you want a blue light on you, and what we're going to see if a blue light is on you. Oh, it's going to be disgusting. Yeah, I'm sure. It's, but it's, you're going to see the power of of one, <laughs> and well, to go back to Charmed, the power of three will set us free. Oh shit. So. And on on that, do you, scene, ha- do you have that that screenshot? Oh, I have many screenshots from that moment, but specifically this one where you can see the wire holding him up. Yep, uh, I really like that one. Um, I really like. Look at the these are beautiful. I kind of like, I really like how the final fight is just in this empty warehouse. It reminded me again of Star Wars. It's kind of like the Empire Strikes Back, um, uh, Cloud City fight. So here's the demon that's attacking him as he's being overcome with the, the quickening. I like that. It was like an actual animated demon. It's rock and roll. Dude. Yeah, and there's there's you can see his room of collectibles with wands, such uh, uh, suit and such in his in the background. Other screenshots we have. Mum, boo. It also reminded me like this aesthetic of uh, him. Oh. Uh, with Kurgan? A Kurgan. Yeah. Uh, of like Back to the Future 2 with Griff. Yes. And all of them is like his goons. Like, <laughs> hoverboards don't work on water well, unless you got power. <laughs> <laughs> it also reminds me of Schwarzenegger as the Terminator. Yeah. That's why I have this screenshot here because he's just lumbering through the hotel. He, lo- he looks like a fucking zombie vampire thing, too. It's like, he's just so intimidating. And can we talk about him shaving his head? Yes, that is creepy as hell. Like, that was like... Also, uh, I have this, help me, daddy! Daddy, help me! (laughs) This is like, this reminds me of Aunt May in Spider-Man 2 when Doc Ock was dangling her over the building. Uh, Shame on you. I don't have any good shots of him with with the shaved head. There's Sammy Hagar. Um... Or Axl Rose, you can go, you can you can you can maybe hit him with Axl Rose with the kilt. Yeah, he looks really creepy with the shaved head. He looks like a fucking Cenobite. Yeah, because he like it's not completely shaved. It's still like a little bit of long hair in the back. Mm. Like he looks like one of the bar- Barbie dolls from Small Soldiers. And when he's young, Kurgan, he looks like Peter Steele from um, Typo Negative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very rock and roll movie, yeah. man. Like this, the rock and roll look. But yeah, he looks creepy and especially at the end when he had the dead eyes i was waiting for him to like transition like um christopher uh christopher nolan christopher lloyd's character from uh uh roger Roger rabbit Rabbit. where he's like where his eyes go crazy it reveals he's a tune Mm. it reminded me of that a little bit yes because i was waiting for something zany like that to happen to his face and his eyes are suddenly dilated they're not in the previous shot so it threw me off and it doesn't even it kind of doesn't even look like clancy brown when his eyes are dilated yeah it looks like a completely different Different person person, but like yeah they make it all like black and like soulless like it looks like a fucking shark it's creepy but like yeah but like adds a little suspense to it like the ultimate power, whatever, and then when he gets taken out, it's amazing spectacle of blue light and uh, explosions. It's like crazy, man. I, I thought that was an insane climax uh, to this uh, very interesting film. Yeah, I think that kind of wraps it up for me. Same. Yeah, like I think we uh, think 
This might be that time, guys, to get into our scores uh, for this film. Of course, uh, not just f- scoring the film itself, also f- scoring the man himself. We also score the score, the musical score of the film, the SH and the sexy rating. Indeed we do. Indeed we do. So I will turn. Ratings. Yeah. I feel like we need a jingle for this. Here we are. There we were. Me and Dylan had talked about the film. <laughs> what? <laughs> like a little jingle. What? Do that one more time. Uh, here we are. Here we there. are. There we were. Me and Dylan. Giving scores. Keep giving scores. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a good jingle. Tell me what's this theme song for? Tell me Now why. we're giving this movie scores. There we go. All right. What is it? Tell me what this movie's for. Tell me what I'll this, tell you what this jingle's for. We are giving this movie score. Yeah. Something like that. Perfect. All right. Can you see? Uh, Yeah. Perfect, actually. All righty. So we're going to get into... Ah, Scooching everywhere. I'm ruining my James Bond rug. No! Okay. All right, folks. Here we are. We're at the ratings. Let's do it. Here we are. There's the score. This is... The... Song attempt number four. Okay. Mario, let's get into the SH rating. SH. What are you going to give this film? What is Connery... How thick is Connery's SH? I think it's pretty darn thick. There are certain words that hit very uh, hard on the H on top of that S. Um, There was a no. I guess I kind of forgot. It's like a really dumb one, throwaway line. But he says the word uh, pendejo. But he says a very weird pendejo. This feel it sounds weird coming from him, um, but no sh there, of course. But I think it's pretty high. I think I'm willing to give it a seven point five because I feel like it's 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 thick, but it also is not taking away from his dialogue. Mario, are you ready? Oh man, I'm gonna give the sh a ten. No way. Yep. That's a first for this podcast, I believe. Really? You yeah. thought it was that thick? Mario, he reads Excuse me. He reads the opening paragraph of the film, right? That was the perfect opportunity for me to take account because I've uh, the system I've been going with lately has been what's the percentage? Mm. So I I literally have Every letter S that he's going to say right in front of me. How many of those did he hit and and add an H to? Every single one. Really? Every S in that paragraph got a thick H on it. Even. Can we listen to it real quick? Sure. But even when he says his name, Ramirez. He puts an H on the motherfucking Z. Damn. From the dawn of time we came, moving silently down through the centuries, living many secret lives. No one has ever known we were among you until now. Every single S in there got AIDS. I, I, I changed my mind. 
I'm giving it a 10. You're giving it a 10? You don't have to change the, the, your no, mind. No, the second he says, what's the first word he says? Like, silently, secretly, from from the... Silently. Yeah, 10. Centuries. Centuries. That's not even a fucking S. It's a C. <laughs> You're going to give him a 10? Yeah, I think I agree with you, dude. Yeah, I didn't take that into account. I think I was just taking the, the, the performance itself, but not thinking about that, because I think I just kind of threw it away. I was like, I wasn't listening to it. I was writing down, oh, Connery's starting the, the, the movie with his voice, and I didn't think to take account the SH. So, yeah, I agree with you. That's a 10. All righty. Well, then let's move on to the Shexy rating. Ooh, Shexy. Mario, what are you going to give this film? I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's <clears throat> a there's a certain um, amount of sexy in this film. It's 80 sexy, so it's a little different than your traditional sexy, perhaps. Um, it's it's sexy in its own way. I think the the female actresses are beautiful. I think Connery looks dope in this movie. Connery looks fantastic in this film. Uh, I love I love him. We didn't really talk about him running on the beach. Oh, so good! Just uh, he he looked like he was having fun, and uh, it reminded me of Cars Three. Cars Three. When they like Lady McQueen trains on a beach, it just reminded me of that. It was just funny. Exactly um, like that. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you must clip your tires. <laughs> Ka-chow. Um but, I suddenly remembered my Charlemagne. Grip your tires. I thought it was I funny when they were running on that beach. If Oh, yeah, he feels the heart the, of the stag. Of the stag, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very it's very like Harry Potter-esque. Yeah. Kind of mythical. It was very cool. I thought it would have been funny, though, if on that same beach was old Henry Jones. exactly uh so yeah i think there's like a certain sexiness to the film but i think connery also looks sexy so with that i think together i'm going to collectively give it a uh, eight an eight an eight all right i'm gonna give it a nine whoa mario i thought christopher lambert was very sexy yes i thought let me get her her name correct I thought Roxanne Hart was very sexy. I really thought uh, Beatrice Edney as Heather. I thought she was gorgeous. Um, And Connery looks really goddamn good. Yes. And then, to be honest, Clancy Brown's fucking daddy in this movie. (laughs) He is so hot. I think he looks better when he's younger, like in the olden times, than he is in the... uh... Because again, I think in the 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 present day, he looks like Griff from Back to the Future too, and Griff's not sexy. The Kurgan tribe, the Kurgan hypothesis, is the most widely accepted proposal to identify the Proto-Indo-European homeland from which the Indo-European languages spread throughout Europe and parts of Asia. Huh. So the Kurgans were a real thing. Shit. Huh. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I I don't find him sexy. You don't find Clancy Brown sexy. In this? I, young, young Clancy, but when it's like eighties, I think it's the, I think it's the hair. I think the hair adds the sexy long hair. Oh, for sure. So when when he Take has a me, short Peter Steele. So yeah, when his hair is short like shorter and shit, and uh, uh, I don't know, again, he looks like fucking Griff from There's Back to Future. There's a picture of young Kurgan. That he looks cool. He looks then, like uh, he should be in. Kiss or something like the fucking what's that 
Kiss movie. Kiss uh, meets the Phantom of the Park. Is, no, this is a different one. The Elder, like the Elder uh, album. They didn't make a movie. Well, yeah, well, sorry. Like, and well, then like, that's Peter Steele. Yeah, look at that. It looks just like him. Peter Steele, the Kurgan. Kurgan. Anyway, yeah, yeah I I think uh, Clancy Brown is I very very attractive back. in this movie. Yeah, so I, I'm gonna give it a nine on the sexiness. Um, okay. To be honest, that sex scene is very sexy. Mm. Like they're both very attractive. Minus the butthole poking. <laughs> Mario, I said that sex scene was very sexy. <laughs> oh, oh I, I'm not here to judge. The butthole poking made it sexy. <laughs> that that alone gave it a nine. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, keep going. <laughs> no. Deeper. Why did it? Why did it change scenes? <laughs> uh, go back. I, I don't was, want the lions. I was having fun. Yeah. Finger his butt. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, but it is a very sexy movie. I, I think that's my opinion. Everyone in this film is attractive. Uh, of our main characters, Connery looks fantastic. I gotta say that outfit looks good. <laughs> looks like a haggis. <laughs> what is that? It's sheep's bladder stuffed with meat. And what, what do you do with it? You eat it. Well, that sounds barbaric. <laughs> uh, and I like how when he, oh, she says, "Light a candle for me every year on my birthday," and he says, "Happy birthday, my Bonnie Heather," and and you want uh, Ramirez? Watch out for her, you overdressed haggis <laughs> or some, something like that oh so good tremendous uh, alright so our sexiness rating we did it okay musical score let's get into this fun bit should, can we, is it, should we say them at the same time and see if we have the same one okay ready three two one nine, nine point five I went nine. Oh, okay alright well uh, yeah, it's like uh, I, I. It's it's cool. It's Queen. It's Queen, and it's fucking Michael Kamen. Yeah, who we've had we've had before on the uh, the next man, and to tie back into Metallica, he did the S and M album with Metallica. He composed all of that, and he conducted yeah. the orchestra. It. He's a very skilled composer for film. I I think. I really like his work. He did the score for License to Kill. Yeah. Um, and then has one of my favorite gun barrel themes. Mm. It's really dark. And the score he does for this is really, really powerful. And then you combine it with this flawless blend of Queen music because it like blends in with the score. And it's flawless. Yeah. So, yeah, 9.5 for me. Hell yeah. Nine from me. Hell yeah. Anything else you want to say about it? Uh, I thought it was kick-ass. Um, uh, a part of me was thinking that it was, the, you know, hearing that Queen was prominent in this film, I thought it would take me out of it. Didn't take me Not out of it at all. all. Like a fits. Especially like it, moments where, like, Kurgan is popping a tape into his car stereo. Yeah. Like, it's one thing, because we kind of had a parallel to this last week where we said how... This Al Capone film uh, f- had an 80s score to it. And it mm. shouldn't have had an 80s mm. score to it. You know what I mean? 
Uh, but this, it's like kind of the opposite, where it's the 80s, but also the 1500s and stuff. And, you're and still, both of them worked fantastic. And you're still putting Queen in the background, and it still worked. Mm. Uh, so I thought that was cool. It's like, it, it just, it, it didn't take me out of it at all. Like, so you kind of forget, I mean, you kind of can't forget his voice, but like, you kind of forget that it's Freddie Mercury mm. singing. It's kind of like, it just sounds And then like at the cool same time, song. you remember, oh yeah, Queen are nerds. Yeah. <laughs> like the coolest rock stars ever. Fucking nerds. Dorks, man. I love it. Uh, Brian May is an astrophysicist. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. They're just uh, so cool. That's the cool, <clears throat> coolest shit ever. So, yeah, I was re- really, really into the music here, man. And uh, uh, curious to see what the music's like in the second film. Uh, let's see who does the music in the second film, shall we? Sure. Music by Stuart Copeland from The Police. Really? Yes. What? Music by Stuart Copeland. This is going to be so cool. That's pretty dope. All righty. Well, okay. You know what? While we're on this. Highlander 2. <clears throat> uh, can I just tell you the thing I wanted to tell you? To tell you yes. About hit, it? hit me. Okay. Hit me so <clears throat> this film sets up that there are immortals that have been living on Earth. Well. Okay, so this is one of the reasons why I don't want to dig deeper into the Highlander mythos, or series, excuse me. Highlander 2 is considered one of the worst films of all time. And one of the reasons for that is because it disregards almost all of the setup from this film. And apparently in the original theatrical release, it is revealed that the Immortals are aliens from the planet Zeist or Zeist. Look at, look at Mario's face. Look at how disappointed he is right now. <laughs> or are you falling asleep? Did the edibles kick in? <laughs> what? They're fucking aliens? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. Well, apparently the renegade cut that we're going to watch, or renegade cut is a YouTuber, renegade version, whatever. There's a guy outside who's pissed that they had aliens too. Uh-huh. Well, apparently the version we're going to watch has been re-edited so that that is not the case. Oh, okay. I feel better now. That's that's fucking insane. Yes. Yeah. So so don't tell me what they fixed, like how they fixed it. Like I, we'll we'll, 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 we'll see watch. It. Well, basically, I guess they incorporate some of the same footage, but just like change the audio. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, or like recontextualize the footage so it's in by put. You know, you if it's, films. The science of film is just images structured in certain sequences. Yeah. If you move it, it, it tells a completely different story. Yeah, you can you kind know? of, like, almost any movie, you can kind of, like, re- tell a new story. By just a re- rearranging shots. Yeah. And so I guess that's kind of what it was done. Like, okay, we can use this footage here and here and here Man. to tell a different story. That's crazy. So, yeah, that's kind of what... That would, yeah, that would piss me off. Like, if I was, like... I, I enjoyed <clears throat> this Highlander 1, mm. but, like, if I was, like, really, like... Like, uh, like a new fan seeing this in the theater and be like, I can't wait to see if they do another one. And they announce they're going to do another one. And that that's the, that's what happens? Well, I'd be pissed. So to continue on, I kept reading. Because of that, 
Highlander 2 is not considered canon. Then, Highlander 4, Endgame, is actually a sequel to the TV show, not the movies. And and I guess there's a bunch of different timelines, which really kind of hinders my ability to want to invest myself in this franchise. Look at the sinking on your face. (laughs) You've melted my brain. Yeah. That's like trying to like... (laughs) That's kind of like trying to get somebody into Star Wars today. Yeah. Be like, you can watch this Ahsoka show, but you need to watch all these fucking cartoons first. Yeah. To understand the story. And they go to a different dimension, and there's, like, space whales and shit. Yeah, but this They can one, travel like, to different dimensions, I think. But this one's a fucking... You need to watch the show. To, it's the same shit. It's, it's exactly... It's made... F- at the, I believe that the fifth one debuted on the Sci-Fi Channel. So that... That's fucking nutty. Highlander, The Source, in 2007, premiered on the Sci-Fi Channel. And continues the canon of, of Highlander, the series taking place several years after Endgame. So it just seems like, one, there's too much... It's just too much lore for your average person, hence why it gets shuffled to, two, become sci-fi channel dreck. You know what I mean? For lack of a better word. I'm, I'm sure it has its merit. You know, that's not to write off everything that uh, many, many talented creative individuals put into this, but... It's kind of like... It, it feels like it's so niche... That it can't, it can't be accepted now. It would need a reboot I to would be like accepted. Compare this to like, am I wrong to compare it to like Star Trek versus Star Trek Enterprise? I don't know. Because aren't those like two separate things? I'm or, not sure. I'm a, listeners. Let me know. I'm not a Trek. Yeah, I have no, I have no um, basis of comparison. Because like, I take Star Trek on a because in, there's like basis. the old school fans that were like super into like the Shatner Captain Kirk shit but then the Captain Picard guys No, go that's nuts. next generation. Those are in the same continuity. The Enterprise is named a ship. I'm pointing at yes. the camera like I'm talking to people. Um <clears throat> I know what you're talking about though. But there's, generation there's the... and regular Star Trek, they're two different things. No, they're not. They are connected? Yeah. I see I'm not sure. Um, and there's a movie that even crosses them over. Oh, see, I, I yeah, don't like it's I don't like it, it has Trek. Shatner like handing it off to Picard. I'm sure it's oh, not well okay. received, but yeah. I, I take Star Trek. Did I say Star Wars? You said Star Trek. Okay. I take Star Trek on an individual basis. Like, I love Wrath of Khan. That's yeah. a great movie. Yeah, I like the old shit, but like, I'm like, and I'm, I'm but kind of. I've... I just mean on an individual basis. Like, I'll right. just watch one thing here or there, and if that's good, that's all I care about. I don't care about continuity. Yeah, because the shows are like, I can't keep up. <clears throat> I I know uh, I know who Picard is. I I used to watch a show here and there, yeah. but I didn't give a fuck about it. Like it was kind of like Marvel has ruined. Yeah, uh, everything is like Jesus it, Christ. It must be connected. It's it's kind of conditioned us to be when, like. When, when are we gonna get Forrest Gump, The Last Jedi? <laughs> like, are we gonna get like his son? Hollywood, don't do that, please. Haley Joel Osment, come come on back and team up with Tom Hanks again for Forrest Gump two. The Gumpier. Gumper. Gumper. <laughs> <laughs> Electric Gump and Boogaloo. Gumper, uh, but yeah. So, but yeah, I get. That. So I get that. But yeah, so that's just fucking confusing. So I feel like 
Yeah, don't go further than Highlander two. Yep, I, guess. I think that's all I'm gonna watch is Highlander two once we because we have to because Connery and, like, and yeah. we're not watching it next. I think we can. Yeah, if, we if hit, the wheel hits it next, then it will be. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's gonna come when, when the time is right. So yeah, so yeah, should we get to our final scores? And let's get to yeah, let's wheel? do it. Let's do it. What else we got left? We got the musical score. We did that. We got a all right. So yeah, our final two, our film rating and our Sean rating. All right, let's hit the film first. Tighten this up. Um, film here. Film here. It was a film here. Uh, Hi, I'm film. First film time, here. Uh, long time listener, first time caller. Uh, good film. I think it was fun uh, for what it was. 80s cocaine flick, man. Uh, exciting, fun. Um, not perfect, but perfect in its own way. Uh, I think it's a solid eight. I think it's fine. I think it's great. I loved it. And the wrestling happened in this movie. <laughs> I like that wrestling happened, and we have to have wrestling in the Connery Curious uh, ethos. Bring it on. Eight for me. Eight for you. All right. Wow. Um, Mario? Yes? It's going to be, it seems to be a a habit tonight. I'm kind of taking your rating, and I'm kind of boosting it a little bit, because I'm going to give it a nine. Whoa. Yeah, I really liked this movie. I really liked this movie. Like, as I said before, this movie feels like an 80s comic book. It felt like it felt like Frank Miller or Alan Moore wrote it and Dave Gibbons drew it and it's it's beautiful yeah. visually beautiful and then the storytelling in it is really damn good mm-hmm. like it honestly the movie gives me the feeling close your eyes put yourself in this mood okay uh your parents are divorced your mom has dropped you off at your dad's for the weekend you know, the apartment building smells like cigarettes in the carpet. And you go to your your dad's and he you're watching this movie as it kind of rains outside. You don't have any school the next day. And you order a pizza. And you have pizza and root beer and you watch this movie. Mm. You know? That's what it felt like. Like, it put me in that mood, like, especially because I watched it on a Saturday night. I don't have school tomorrow. It was rainy. I felt like I was a kid in the 80s. Mm. You know? Like this, this, <clears throat> to go back to Frank Miller, one of my favorite comps. What? I just love that to feel like you were a kid in the 80s, your parents had to be divorced. Yeah. Is that, is that like an aesthetic? Well, an also, 80s my thing? parents are divorced. So, so you. <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. But also, yeah, I, that was big in the 80s. Interesting. <clears throat> go on. One of my favorite comic books, graphic novels, excuse me, but it's a collection of comics, is Daredevil Born Again. And it's super fucking grim. And it's super 80s. Which is uh, the name they're going for for the new Daredevil series. And 1,000%, it will not be not, uh, not Daredevil Born thing. Again it because be. that is such a goddamn good story. It's, it's Born Again because, like, it's remember Daredevil's on Netflix? Well, we're doing it again on yeah. Disney. Well, then you better get as fucking dark as possible. But they already did that in season three of Daredevil. Echo looks very dark. I think Daredevil's going to be in it. Hmm. Season so. three of Daredevil on Netflix was basically... As close to born again as they're gonna get, mm. um, but it felt like I was reading a comic book in the eighties. You know, it just gave off this like. Is born again in the eighties? Yeah, it gave off this like, hopeless vibe. You know, but also 
Like technology is just turning the corner, just almost turning the corner, you know? Mm. And music is getting a little heavier and... I don't know. I just loved the aesthetic so much, and it made me feel like I was reading a comic book on a weekend when I was dropped off at my parents, one or the other, you know, and and I was given pizza and soda and just hunkered down in the mood of this movie. Mm. Such a good vibe for this movie. I, honestly, while I will not probably delve deeper into the franchise... I am 100% watching this film again. I loved this movie. Hell I no. had such a blast. It's it's concept is brilliant. And the which is funny because I've had like a a, a, thimil, a similarly themed story idea for many years now. And this hit on a lot of things where I'm like not that I felt like my story was unoriginal, but I felt like, oh, it's not that out there. Mm-hmm. The idea that I have is not that out there. Um, I really liked, you know, that at his moment of first death, that's what he becomes forever. Mm-hmm. So if he if he didn't die till he was eighty, he would have been eighty forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But because he died as a young man, he gets to continue being a young man. Yeah. Sure. The rest of his life. Um, I yeah, I didn't love all the concepts. I didn't love that idea that like once all you can take those off. If you need oh, that's to. fine. I didn't love that concept that like once you, all of them are gone, you're basically God. Like I didn't love that, but yeah, so I wasn't super nuts about the ending itself. It's like the rule of two in Star Wars, almost like it's weird. Mm. If two exist, why can there only be one? Seems like you guys could work together to really do some good for the world, having seen it change so much. Because that's just the classic, we have to have good and evil, yeah. and, our, and the good always has to be the last one standing. Yeah. And, and evil needs to be vanquished. Yeah, and while I do believe in the concepts of good and evil... Because what's going to be the next threat? Like, I'm curious about that now. Like, I always going to keep on... Having other Highlanders fighting other Highlanders, like Mario. Do you want to know what the next threat is in the next movie? Given that wait. it's not even canon, I kind of want to wait. I think I don't think I want to get spoiled yet. Okay, because I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to live the ridiculous. I mean, if I tell you, you're not even going to believe it. Try me. You want me to? Yeah. Fuck it. The villain of the next movie, apparently, I don't know this for a fact, but apparently the big threat that needs solving is a shield around the ozone layer. Like like the Simpsons movie? No, that's that's a thing blocking out the sun, right? No, it's like a dome that's a oh. glass dome that's over Springfield. Oh no, that's who shot Mr. Burns. Um no, I don't I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know what it is. I just read that in the description, and I'm like, what the fuck? How can you go so far from... Like, the only thing that really reminds me of the same thing is Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Have you ever seen Nightmare on Elm Street 2? I don't remember it. It's a good movie. I, it's, I think it's, like, the scariest of all of them. There's some genuinely good fear and terror and body horror in that movie. Um, but... What's what's the rule of Freddy Krueger? Like, how does that work? Explain it. Explain Freddy Krueger to me in one sentence. 
um, if you if he kills you in your dreams, you die in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is not that doesn't come up once in Nightmare on Elm Street two, uh, not once. Freddy is a like a demonic entity that possesses people. Oh shit! In Nightmare on Elm Street, okay, I remember too. that one. Yeah, yeah. okay, and yeah, it's, that it's, was fucked up. It's dark as fuck. It's got one of my favorite moments when Freddy like actually emerges from the body of our main character. It's fucking terrifying, yeah. but it doesn't follow the rules of the first movie at all, at all. And in fact, it's like, oh no, the mat. It's the evil is tied back to this house. It's like, what? Why? Because it was Nancy's house from the first movie. Why? Yeah, it's like, like it. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I forgot. There's about that. no continuity of rules and then in three they bring it back so it's he's a dream demon um so that's what it feels like this might be see i don't know how much further i want to go into highlander besides highlander too fair, fair enough yeah so fair okay enough. i'm sorry i've spoiled all of highlander too but i also don't know shit about it so like we could be wrong I, i'm still gonna it, yeah we could love it who knows okay all right so let's get to our final rating final rating uh, the Sean rating. The Sean rating. Um, I'm gonna have you go first in this because I might need a minute to think about this. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm curious about what you're gonna say. Connery curious. Connery curious about Connery's score. Well, I'm gonna give him a 9.5, Mario. Okay. I thought he was really good in this film. He clearly was having a good time. He enjoyed being dressed up in that fancy outfit. Mm. He is very good in a mentor role. This is. The second one in a row where we've had him in a mentor role, right? Yeah. The Untouchables, he's a mentor, and in this one, he's a mentor. And he's very sexy, and he's very charming, and his sword fight is fucking awesome. So I loved every moment that he was in this. He doesn't get a 10 because it's not his movie, and I feel he is a little underused Mm-hmm. But other than that, I fucking thought he was amazing. I think that's what I was battling with too. I think I was like, if this was his movie and we had more of him in it, it could it potentially could have been another ten. I think absolutely, but I think that for the same reasons, it's not his movie. When he's on screen, he's tremendous, but he's not all over it. I think I'm gonna also give it a nine point five. Uh, I think he's uh, he's great in this. He looks great. He's he's fun. We don't spend a ton of time with him, but the time we do get with him is 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 tremendous. Mm. So nine point five for me. All right, let's go back. Let's go back through our ratings here. <clears throat> our average SH rating for Highlander. I'm sorry, a 1986 Highlander. Our average SH rating is a ten. It's a thick motherfucker in this movie. Shush. Our average sexy rating is an eight point five. We'd we'd wank it to this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our average musical score is a nine point two five. The music in this thing fucking slaps, and I kind of need to get this record now. Hell hell yeah. Um, our film rating is an eight point five. We liked this movie. We'll probably be coming back to it at some point. I will. Yeah. I'll come back to this movie for sure. And our average Sean rating is a nine point five, which means. He was really damn good in this movie. And Mario, I think we have our highest total Sean rating to date. What do we have? 9.15. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Did not expect that. Yeah. 
Look at that. And just out of curiosity, what would you give Christopher Lambert in this movie? 8.5. I think he's fine. I just I just can't get past the delivery of certain corny lines. But I understand, like, you kind of explained it with, like, you know, he's, like, immortal. So he's, like, going through all these different times. But it's he's, just... ha- he's acquired so many different cultures through 500 yeah. years. But, I mean, also... I've seen other characters that have gone through that that also don't have that much of an awkward... Like, like Captain America was really shocked when he got back to 2012 when he was frozen. Wolverine. I'm always comparing to superheroes, but like... I, have you seen that sketch where they unfreeze Captain America and he's racist? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But, yeah, but... He's like amazed that there are black doctors in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, so those characters, like they stay the same. But like I don't know, they just they, they still find a way to fit in with the times. I don't fucking know. No, I know exactly what you're but, saying. Yeah, but so yeah, so I wouldn't give him a high school. I think he's fine for I, what he is. I'd give him a nine point five. Nine point five. Yeah, I think he's really damn good in this. Hmm. As somebody like who has to act as if they've lived six lifetimes, yeah. you know, that's some scary shit. To be yeah, honest, shit, like dude. the ima- imagine the amount of pain that you've taken on. And and at the same time, the amount of joy and the amount of culture, and then trying to act with that. And on the flip side, giving fucking Clancy Brownie ten out of ten. Yes, Clancy Brown steals the show in this movie. I can agree with that. Yeah, he I is the he star of this movie. Yeah, he might sure. be. Yeah, yeah, he actually might be. It really breaks my heart to know that he doesn't have res- he doesn't get residuals for this film. Yeah, shit. He so. deserves it. Yeah, but yeah. So I guess. Ladies and gentlemen, that was 1986's Highlander. 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 A great time. Highlander. If you haven't seen the movie, what's wrong with you? Go watch it right now. Yeah, otherwise, why are you listening to this? Exactly. I mean, honestly, we're happy that you are listening to it, but I feel like you would take more from, you'd benefit more from this conversation from having watched the film. You know why I like to listen to this podcast? Why? Because we get to go. To wheelofnames.com. Oh, shit. What do we do there? We spin the gigantic, not so gigantic anymore. Not anymore. Uh, the large uh, wheel And it of just got Fury. smaller because I took awesome. off some, yeah, like, took well, off four oh different God. documentaries. I'm all the way over here and I can read all the titles that yeah. are passing through. And it's, it's, Mario, we have 26 entries left. 26. Everything's pulled off that needs to be pulled off. Untouchables is still there. Oh, yep. We gotta get rid of that. And I think that's it. Yeah, look at that. Look uh, at that. Highlander is gone. Yeah. All right. So shall we shuffle? Let's shuffle. You tell me when. Uh, when? Twenty six movies left, Mario. Twenty six movies. Twenty six or twenty five. Twenty six. Oh, twenty five. Yeah, because we just took. Oh my god, twenty five. Twenty. And we just did film number. 45, which means we're doing 70 films. Oh, man. Damn, Mario. We started off with 75 on our list, but then we realized some of them were unattainable, so. Yeah. But unattainable. Who knows? Maybe the list will grow a little bit if we find those eventually. But those films knows? turned out to be untouchable. Untouchable. Yeah. Somebody please send in the Dream Factory if you have it. Yeah, please. If find it. If you can find oh. a link, anything. Because that, I really want to watch that one. Just Contact based us. off Marlo Thomas. Instagram or Connery. At Connor. Connery Curious at, at gmail.com gmail. or at Connery Curious on Instagram. Yes, please. We're uh, removing ourselves from 
from X and Twitter yeah, and all that. We do the anti-Semitism that can be found on that site in abundance, not because of us, but you know, the the hatred that's floating around that site. Yeah. We don't want any part of it. But anyways, what? Uh, yeah, let's, let's participate in love. What do you want to hit? Uh, I kind of want Time Bandits. I kind of want um, Hunt for Red October. I, those are the ones I'm really leaning on: Hunt for Red October and Time Bandits. Um, oh, you know what? Hold on. We got to. I got to. We'll shuffle them again because I got to read. It's easier for me to read them in alphabetical order. Um, I'd also be interested to see him as Macbeth. Oh, uh, yes. And I could really use Thunderball as the as the winter gets colder. Which it's starting to now. It's starting to get a little bit colder. Though today was kind of nice. I could use the warm tropical weather of Thunderball. Mm. How about you? Um, I'm actually in the same camp with Bond, but I want diamonds. I'm in a mood for diamonds. They uh, are forever. Because <clears throat> we do have some fun guests lined up for that. And it's just, uh, I've mentioned it many times in the show, one of my favorite uh, just goofy bond movies mm-hmm. uh so yeah i think i think i'm ready for some of that but i wouldn't be opposed to our thunderball never seen ever again marathon what don't we want um i don't want lilacs in the spring i don't want um highlander 2 i'm not ready for that yet i don't care i could take it or leave it it's like like if we get if we it get it cool we got out of the way and it yeah. works because we just saw this movie so maybe it'll, it'll work automatically yeah because other than that, I feel like I'm going to want to come back to these notes for this episode to, like, remind myself of what happened in that movie. I mean, it would certainly be convenient because we could just just continue the Highlander yeah. conversation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So maybe maybe a little bit of uh, want for Highlander, too. Maybe a little bit. I want to see what the fucking deal with it is. Me, too. To be honest. Me, too. You've made me very Connery curious. <laughs> Especially because he's in it. Yeah. And it's a... It's considered such a piece of shit. And he's pretty particular about yeah. what he's in. Although, people, uh, there, there's stuff about Lee Extraordinary Gentleman that's been kind of like, you know, out there. But I don't know. Who knows? We'll, we'll come to it when we come to it. But if we get it, cool. Mm. All right. All right. I believe it's your turn, though. Dylan. Is it my turn? It's been. A, I feel like it's been a minute since you spun. Because we had a guest last week. And before that, I'm pretty sure I spun. So I believe it is your turn to spin, my friend. All right. Well, let's shuffle one more time. You say when. Shuffle. Oh, that's not what I wanted. That's a big shuffle button. A big shuffle button. A big hey. A big shuffle button going all the way. Hey. All right. Shuffle, 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 shuffle. Say when. Stop. All righty. Are right. we ready? All right. Dylan. It is time. Mario, it is time. For us to spin the Wheel of Curiosity. Oh my god. Oh my god! Wow, okay. Wow, we almost just landed on Highlander 2, but we got Diamonds Are Forever. Wow, what... And I, I said I a little bit want Highlander 2, but I would like Diamonds. And look what happened. <laughs> we got a little bit of Highlander 2, the, and it got Diamonds. The wheel never uh, lies no. and listens to us all the time. It's scary. Oh, you want to know what's even scarier, Mario? What's that? If we don't get, if we don't get Highlander 2 next week, 
then we'll get it in the year 2024. Do you know what year Highlander 2 takes place? 2024? Really? Yep. That'd be bananas. (laughs) What? Yeah, I'm not kidding about this. Oh, hell yeah. We're definitely going to get it because we're like, uh, this year I think we're wrapping the show, right? The Connery Harris run right in 2024 have... yeah 2020 sure. by the summer of 2024 by summer yeah so we'll definitely hit it next year so yeah i guess that works Unless i guess we hit it next week the wheel wanted us to be like no no yet yet but who knows we'll see what happens next ah, week. diamonds are forever that sounds like a good is it's... our christmas episode mario yeah and i think it's gonna be a good one because i think i can very confidently say we have not one but two tremendous guests for this show. Can we say who? I think so. Let's say who. Uh, so uh, I have quite a few projects that I work on. Yeah. Audio and video wise. And I do have another podcast that does pretty well called Wrestling's Real. Uh, so yeah, where we uh, talk about wrestling pay-per-views and stuff like that with it's me and my good pal, Andrew Lima and Kyle Lima. No relation, funny enough, but we basically are brothers. Andrew and uh, Kyle aren't related? Yeah, they're <laughs> not, not at all. So. Three completely well, different Limas. No, Andrew and Kyle are related. They're brothers. Yeah. Well, we'll make a joke. If we can get them on video, you'll see Kyle and I look like we could be brothers. But they, they look like brothers, too, obviously. Yeah, but, like but you and Andrew don't look like brothers. Yeah, but me and Kyle look... So we always joke that we were switched to the hospital or something. <laughs> like, both with the name Lima, it's just crazy. And we all have the same sense of humor. So that's going to be a lot <laughs> they, of fun. They give Kyle to to Mr. and Mrs. Lima, and they're like, here you go. And like, we were in here for a broken leg. <laughs> <laughs> Free baby, whatever. Not, you're saddled with it now. Uh, has your name, so you, you're stuck with it. I just came in here for a COVID test. Well, free baby. Free baby. Take it. You got to tell We were giving them away. But that's going to be a lot of fun because we bond over this Bond movie, uh, Diamonds Are Forever. We quote it all the time. And because originally I think we were going to have Andrew on Never Say Never Again and Kyle on Diamonds. But then we decided to do the marathon thing with Thunderball. And we decided, you know, what would be funny if both the brothers were on diamonds. Mm. So it's going to be a fucking time. I got a brother. <laughs> do you I know Do you know what the original plot was going to be for Diamonds Are Forever? Goldfinger's brother. Interesting. I'm not kidding about this. That'd be, I, I feel like I've heard that somewhere. And when you watch Diamonds Are Forever, you're like, oh yeah, this is just like fucking Goldfinger. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just just cool. as dumb. <laughs> I got a brother. <laughs> I'm, Watch smoother ride in the back. I gotta stop. Honestly, That's I'm looking do more week. forward to doing the episode than watching the movie because yeah. Diamonds Are Forever can be a bit of a slog for me. Oh, it's. I might I, have to watch it at like one point one, one point two. You I'll, know, just to speed I'll it up watch a little it bit. slower if I have to. <laughs> I fucking love some of that. that movie. Some of that like Vegas shit can be so tedious, like the ape lady. We'll get into it. We will. Next week, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited now for Sh- Diamonds Are Forever, Sean even though Connor. I'm not that excited for it. Oh, I'm excited to do this episode. It's going to be, I'm promising you guys, it's going to be a fun episode. Mm. So, and, it's go, and we both went to college with Andrew. Yeah. And Well, we, yeah, but we never like crossed paths. We only knew, me and Andrew knew of each other. I was in classes with but, him. Did you have classes with him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, 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 we only saw him once because uh, Evan 
had yeah. finally he knew there were two Limas and at mm-hmm. one point dragged him and in, enter into the computer lab when I was like editing something. He's like, check it out. Two Limas, one now room. Kiss. And basically, <laughs> and he walked off. Andrew's like, the fuck was working on something? <laughs> yeah, he made it. Like, yeah, it was just funny. But yeah, yeah touch so, tips or you can't touch, leave. Please, if you want a good grade. Um, so yeah, man, next week, Sean Connery will return and Diamonds Are Forever along I with Kaya Lima, Andrew Lima, Mario and Lima, Mario Lima, and Dylan Titus. So until next time, guys, be sure to. I'm not doing that right, am I? Yeah, we should. Let's try this again. Yeah. Because uh, they're not here, so we can't actually incorporate their names into the ending. So. It's been fun. This has been a fun episode, I'd say. Yeah, Did you have a good fun. time? I had a great time. It was a good, good day. Despite all the awkward fucking setup shit. It's fine. I do got to take a Connor P, though. So yeah, so let's call it a day. Uh, as always, folks. Um, You've been Dill Titus. No, I think it's you first. All right. Yeah. I'll do it one more time. Ready? Okay. All right. Anyways, guys, uh, Sean Connery will return and Diamonds Are Forever. You got it. And so will we, and we being Margot Lima. And I've been Dylan Titus. And as always, folks, stay curious. Okay, go take your pee. Connery Curious. You've been listening to Connery Curious, a Titus Compositions and Ferga Nerds Media Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and YouTube at Connery Curious for updates, memes, and episode clips. You can also visit Dylan on Instagram at Titus Compositions to hear other podcasts and original music, watch music videos, or even pick up a great vinyl record. For more discussion about your favorite films, comics, and games, and a network for all things nerdy, visit me, Mario, at Friggin' Nerds Media. You can rate, review, and share the podcast in-app, which helps us grow the show and reach other curious conneries out there. Thanks for spending time with us. Have a great day. And remember, stay curious. I have something to say. It's better to burn out than to fade away. Come <laughs> on!